Rando Banter, Larry and Duff. How you doing, Duff? I'm doing well. How are you doing today, Larry? I'm okay, man. Just okay. It's uh it's seventy five degrees sunny. We're in your back lanai and you know what? I'm amazing. <laughs> Watching the uh, New England weather and last night or two nights ago, there were a wind chill of negative 30. Oof. Joined today by my beautiful wife, Megan Smith. How's it going? It goes. Do you miss negative 30 occasionally? No, never. <laughs> so, so in two weeks, I'm going to be up there for a wedding in New Hampshire. Yeah, but you'll bring like 74 on accident. Yeah. You know, that's what will happen. So... All of our friends came down to Jacksonville, remember, or not yep. to St. Augustine, and they brought, you know, 30s and 40s okay. with mm-hmm. them. So you're going to go up there, and you're going to bring 75. Okay. I'll see what I can do. It's like do a present, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> it does get pretty old. Like, you brought the weather, huh? Yeah. Please don't say that. I don't like that saying. It's terrible. It's terrible. Last week was Groundhog Day, and my sister posted, you know, fuck you, Phil, about... Hey, you should have used the ground. You should have yeah. used the sound. <laughs> the Phil sound. Oh, not sound. that Phil, but now, now that oh, that's still going. Stop, don't have me use the soundboard. Sorry. It was working better when Joanne and Megan were using the soundboard. That is true. That is true. All right. It looks like I'm trying to learn. So we said Phil. There you go. But it wasn't hit that Phil. It was Pugsatonic Phil. Doesn't the groundhog always see its shadow? I don't know why this is a surprise Anytime the anymore. sun's out, it would see its shadow, wouldn't it? That seems like the case so, every Unless it's year. a dumb groundhog who knows yeah, just, so do you know did you know the groundhog has a friend he has a friend yeah i was watching the news the other morning on groundhog day and they were talking i don't know why they're so fascinated <laughs> about the groundhog here in florida but um they it literally said, means nothing to us the F- phil lives in the local library and he lives with a friend who's her name is phyllis or something oh, okay. like that. <laughs> is it his sister or his wife uh they did not specify but I just thought it was weird that they got real into um, Phil's yeah, activities outside yeah. of Groundhog Day. Huh. A, r- a rodent that can predict the future yeah. has a backstory now. Yeah. I told my sister, I said, let's be honest, it's not a rodent that determines how miserable winter is going to be. Yeah. It's where you choose to live. I agree with that. It's a fair assessment. Of course, if you like winter sports, then it's fantastic yeah. up there. That's what makes um, living in Florida so much fun. Is that usually when football season starts and you're in New England, it's like miserable weather. Here, we get football season and it's amazing, which is uh, something I very much enjoy. Yeah. I like going to uh, outdoor sporting events and not freezing, freezing (laughs) my butt off. Did Um, that before. Yeah. I mean, we've done that at all of the, with the exception of the indoor ones, but like we've, frozen at Fenway. There, there's some May night baseball games where it gets down to the upper 40s. Yeah. And it's like, oh, when are we just done with this? I went to a New England night game in November, a Thursday night game. Oh my God. It was so cold. Mm. It was, I, I could not get warm enough. I, I literally, there was nothing. And I didn't have the, the hand warmers that you know, the pocket hand warmers. I didn't have any of that. I didn't, I had like three layers on. It was, it was so cold. <laughs> it's like I'm never doing this again, ever. I was trying to look this up. Have you guys heard that there's other Groundhog Day type festivities? Like certain t- parts of the country have different ones. And I'm going to try to look them up. As Totally unaware really? of this. <laughs> yeah. No idea. I'll, I'll try to look it up. But I will tell a story at the same time. I had, um, 
I used to work with a guy who grew up. He was probably uh, he's probably like sixty now, but he grew up in um, is it Punxsutawney? Is that the name, mm-hmm. the name yeah. of the town? Yeah. So as a kid, that it was a, it was a huge thing even before the movie, but it was more localized before the movie made it you know hugely famous. So as a kid, I think he said he was he was the youngest of three brothers or something like that, and they would always be messing with him. And there was one really cold Groundhog Day morning that you. I guess they used to keep them inside of the trunk overnight. Uh, whatever the hell the, the trunk is called that they pull them out of. So oh. one day he goes down there and they're getting ready to pull out the groundhog and it's just lifeless. Oh <laughs> and my like, gosh. And at like at eight years old, I could just, he just keeps going, he's dead. I can't, the groundhog is dead. He killed the groundhog. <laughs> so it probably now explains it's be a lot. Forever. <laughs> so. <laughs> But yeah, the way he tells the story is hilarious. But I can just kind of picture somebody like that happening to some some kid, like going oh down there goodness. all psyched about it. The oh the God. biggest day in town. So yeah. they have other parts of the country have their own <clears throat> Groundhog Day. Like, yeah, there, there's about seven or eight, so I can I can oh I can rattle through these okay. pretty quick. So apparently there are nine other Groundhog Day fills that nine weigh in on fills? the forecast. Uh, some of them are called Phil. Some of them are just different names. Okay. okay. So, but different parts of the country have their own famous um, Punxsutawney Phils. So, oh, okay. And I definitely had heard about this one, Staten Island Chuck. What's up, Chuck? So that started. Uh, oh, he actually bit the New York City mayor in the finger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for him. Uh, How is that not the main Phil? <laughs> well, in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, they have Jimmy the Groundhog. Jimmy the Groundhog. So I think that was 2015 they started this. I mean, this is really hopping on. Punk's Tawny Phil's been around since 1880-something. Yeah, okay. So these are just copycats. Yep. Potomac Phil Potomac in Washington, D.C. Potomac River. So <laughs> this one, General Beauregard Lee in Jackson, Georgia. <laughs> that, is a- that definitely was a, a Georgia one right there. When did that start, does it say? <laughs> this yep. one doesn't say... But apparently he holds a doctorate from the University of Georgia for weather prognostication. They gave a rodent a doctorate? Yes. That's impressive. Larry, that may be worth a little more than your Connecticut School of Broadcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's embarrassing. Uh, We have Dunkirk Dave from Dunkirk, New York. Weird and Willie from Ontario. (laughs) That's 1957, so that's oh. not that, that goes back a little bit. Uh, Woodstock Willie from Woodstock, Illinois. Are these ones that are continued to this day? I think so. Oh my gosh! Buckeye Chuck, can you guess what state that's from? <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> and last but not least, Stormy Marmot from Aurora, Colorado. I mean, and the, the Stormy Marmot is one of the few famous groundhogs west of the Mississippi. So he, apparently, he's famous. Oh so. wow. Okay. How lame does your city have to be? And their own that you're like, hey, you know what? You know that one over in Pennsylvania? Let's just fuck him. Let's just make our own. <laughs> Let's get our own rodent. We'll pull him out of a lifeless, out of a trunk. Lifeless. Because <laughs> oh it's too cold. We could plan a trip every year to celebrate a different one. <laughs> what, would, what would Florida's be? <laughs> well, I'd probably be eaten by an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> Did he see his shadow? No, he yeah. <laughs> didn't make it. Did he get eaten by an alligator? Yes. Okay, it's going to continue to be hot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Still hot. <clears throat> That's a good one. I like yep. that. I like that. 
let's sign a petition and get it going. Okay. Another important thing that happened this past week here is Tom Brady retired again for the last time, he said, or for good. Right around Groundhog Day, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, he was having a little Groundhog Day feeling. It was like, okay, it's the end of the offseason. This sucks. I feel like crap. We lost. Yep. Let's retire again. Yep. I don't know if he had any um, good opportunities either, Uh, you know, because I wouldn't be surprised if the right opportunity was there, solid offensive line, weapons. If he would have tried to do it one more time, but I honestly think I don't think he even considered that. I think I think he, I think he was just done. Yeah, you know, he, he did take a lot of hits this year, so yeah. this was a lot different than other years. And yeah, he, like sideline, he's always had that great body language guy on the sideline. Yeah. Never has been, but this year he just looked miserable. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, not surprised that he uh, he hung him up, and and I'm glad for him and greatest quarterback of all time. Essentially three. Uh, Hall of Fame careers yeah, in that's one. That's insane. Yeah. Do you think that he will do the one day deal with the Patriots to retire as the he, Patriot? He he's probably not going to, but he should. Robert Kraft, I know, is out there basically. I've like, seen many articles for him, you know, pushing for it. Robert yeah. Kraft. Yeah. And you know, I think he should. I think Brady should just because that's a good was his career. It wasn't really. Yeah. The Bucks was just a slight extension of it. You're with yeah. a team 20 years. You win six Super Bowls, go to mm-hmm. nine. You know, it's nice that he went to Tampa Bay and won a seventh. Good for him, but, mm-hmm. but that was he's, a patriot. He's, he's a patriot. He's a patriot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as Bucks fans, the few of them that are actually real, don't want to hear that, he's a patriot. Yeah. <laughs> so I and love it, my jersey. That's one half is Patriots jersey and the yeah. other half is Bucks jersey. It's like the combo. I love it. Yeah. Well, that was good. I mean, being from Massachusetts, we got to experience that. I mean, it, worry about. I was I was about eighteen when Brady was drafted, seventeen or eighteen. So mm-hmm. to to see that and just that run that they went on. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't think it'll ever be duplicated. But no. I mean, I, I watched a lot of Super Bowls with you guys, and yeah. you know, so it's um, yeah, it, 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 I don't know how it could even be close to be matched. Only like Mahomes has a chance to get two. His mm-hmm. second this uh, this this weekend or this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. And Nobody else has m- more than one right now that's active. So no. Mahomes is jumping on a run right now, like Brady did, where he's in the AFC Championship game like every year. Every year, yeah. He doesn't win them all, but he's there every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it's going to be. They're already drawing comparisons. Joe Burrow and Mahomes are essentially your new Brady Manning. Yep. So we'll see. Um, I think Josh Allen. I don't want him to, but I think he might have something to say about that. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of other good young quarterbacks, uh, Justin Herbert, you know, in the AFC. So. They're definitely set up for a while to have some good battles. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I know she didn't say Mac Jones, though. Sorry. Unfortunately. <laughs> I know. I'm, no. I'm joking. I'm, he's not the guy. Now, yeah. I also am not in the camp of people right now that are just like, Mac Jones sucks. Get rid of him. Yeah. I think he's a. Uh, a serviceable NFL quarterback, and given the proper system around him, which he didn't have last year, a defensive coordinator as the offensive coordinator, mm. uh, given a, a good system around him, I think he has enough potential to not blow a season for a team, but they're going to have to be kind of like the 49ers where they're loaded everywhere else for him mm. to win a Super Bowl. Then We'll see what happens in the offseason. There's always a ton of movement, and I think the Patriots have the fifth most cap space, so... Yeah, that's good. Make some moves. I don't want to dominate this episode with sports either, Megan, because I know (laughs) we can talk about a million and one things with you. 
Yeah. But Super Bowl is it's right around the corner. This coming Sunday. So do we have any uh I know this is a uh Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. There's really no stake in it for any of us. Well, my dad's from Philly. Your dad's from Philly. My so. grandma was a hardcore Philly fan. Sure. Not that I want them to win, but I have Honestly, to if, uh, side with one. Could it be a tie? <laughs> if there's with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I think the only two NFC teams that would make me root for the Chiefs would have to be the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of Andy <laughs> Reid, so I'd probably lean more towards <coughs> the Eagles. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about you. I'm kind of ho hum about this. Same. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just picking to pick. You know, yeah. I'm not like yeah, uber excited about anything. The only yeah. interesting thing to me is the Kelsey brothers are playing against yeah. each other. That's that's cool. The only thing I find really interesting because that's never happened before, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, their mother has a jersey just like yours. Where half Let's of split. it. That's sweet. Yeah. I like that. Half's one son, half's the other son. That's that's about, playing fair. What about you, Larry? Any picks? I'll go like this. I'll say the heart tells me the Chiefs win because I hate the Eagles. I think the Eagles actually win. And, uh, and unfortunately, I, I think it's going to be similar to like the Patriots Super Bowl where the Patriots lost. I think it'll be a good game, but I think the Eagles are going to kind of pull away in the end. Gotcha. Probably like a, a like a low double-digit 10 or 13-point win. Mm. Unfortunately. It'll be a miserable offseason listening to the people <laughs> from Philly. <laughs> I was I was kind of happy the first time they won one because we do like her dad, like I said, her, the yeah. family connection. And we had some friends up in Massachusetts who were Eagles fans. And you're like, okay, it's nice for them. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you guys. You know, clap, yeah. clap, clap. I think the worst part was that was when Brady had the ball with about a minute and a half and two timeouts or something like that. And I'm like, oh, we still got this because it was a one-possession game. So, mm-hmm. And then you get the – Fumble and game's over. Yeah, and night, night. Turn the TV off and go to bed. <laughs> can't, about, can't win them all. Yeah. You have, who, who do you think? I, I agree. I think if Mahomes was healthy, it may be a different story, but he yeah. looks he looks pretty hampered. And that's a high ankle sprain. That's usually four to six weeks to get back to normal. And with how he moves around, and I think that's probably going to be the difference. And so we'll see. And those are very easy. I've had a high ankle sprain before. Those are very easy to re-aggravate and extend your timeline. So four to six weeks in a perfect world, mm. playing NFL football, you just never know. Well, he never, it never had a chance to heal, so. <clears throat> right. Damn. But, What's your yeah. pick? Is that Eagles? I did say Eagles. Three Eagles picks. <laughs> Out of my distaste for Andy Reid and partial family. What do you got against Andy Reid? I just don't like him. It's not a good he's reason. That damn mustache. <laughs> I know. He's got a good State Farm commercial where he's drawing mustaches on his players and coaches. That right. is pretty funny. No, I don't know. I just. Cool. No, I don't know. I just. I think it's more. I'm just leaning towards the Eagles being family because my family roots for them. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So you had mentioned that you had been to uh, a very cold Thursday night. Yeah. That was Patriots Colts. That that, was, yeah, Patriots. That was Colts. Brady Manning. Yeah. Monday night was it Monday Thursday. Thir- One of them. It was a night. Yeah, I think it was Thursday night. Yeah. About was, what year was that? I was working at Sara Lee Foods. Yeah, so it had that to be was, like oh seven oh eight, right? Yeah, because that was our company okay. tickets. Yeah. I definitely went to a night game. Uh, the Colts won. Yeah, the Colts won. Yeah. I I I, I mean, we're at the, the same, same game. game. Oh, yeah. at the same game. <laughs> 
I took my dad to that because he hadn't hadn't gone to a game. Well, he and I had not gone to a game, but he always got me tickets through his connections. That's how you and I, Larry right. and I, went to a couple of them. And so I was like, you know what? Let me return the favor. It happened to be a Thursday night game, and because there were company tickets, they were in the like club level. So even though yeah. it was like brutally cold out, we could still like escape into the inside for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. But we also didn't get to leave after the game for like two hours. Yep. We were stuck in the parking lot for at least two hours. Two a.m. I swear to God, Ooh. two a.m. We actually got out of the parking lot and I was tired and cold. Yeah, <laughs> and had to, to work, work the, the next, next day. day. Yeah. I was like, this, yeah. this is terrible. I'm never doing this again. We had standing room only. So you know how they have the walkways that are in between some of the <laughs> some yeah. of the stands? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the wind is just wide open. So the wind was just whipping through those. Yeah. Uh, but I was I went with one of my old neighbors who had a Jeep. And oh, he, he was blocked in. Oh, gosh. But he just threw it in four-wheel drive, jumped over like a telephone pole that oh, kind of bordered... It made the border of the parking lot. Yeah. And we just got right on Route 1 and got the hell out of there. So. Damn. We had my, you know, old Cutlass Supreme, my w- old white Cutlass <laughs> Supreme, like 94, whatever it was. It was not going anywhere. <laughs> we were stuck in the very back of one of the overflow lots. It was very long, very long two hours. There, yeah, I don't... There's no good way of getting out of there no. at all. It's yeah. not like... Um, Raymond James, where they actually moved the traffic pretty well. You can get in and out of there pretty easily. It's not like that at all. And that's what drives me crazy about Gillette, is like that was built in the middle of nowhere. So you can get in and out of the Buck Stadium relatively quickly. Granted, it still takes some time. It's like they built this with nothing around. You couldn't have designed it better to Mm -hmm. where you can get in and out quickly. I mean, come on. And Gillette Stadium is notorious for that. Don't they have a, a, a commuter rail or a T that goes to Gillette Stadium from Boston or somewhere? I thought they it, did. Apparently nobody uses it. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's how we, we used to go to the Red Sox Stadium. We always take the T. And the walk yeah. is crazy, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we, when we went a f- probably five years ago, we went to a, it was for another Monday night game, I think. And we walked. We parked. We started walking, and Joanna had, uh, like, a, a small purse. Mm-hmm. And we got really close to the stadium, and one of the security guys goes, you're not going to be able to bring that in. Really? So, <sighs> so we had to, like, empty everything out of it. I'm, I just looked. I'm like, I can't walk all like that to the oh car. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. it was, I think she had it for a while, so she didn't mind throwing it out. But there was people, like, he was alerting other people the same thing. Oh. And people were either having to trudge all the way back. So were you guys parked across, like one of those lots across Route 1? Yep. Oh, yeah. Those are the worst. So Even though if... Sorry. Even though if you park, like, in the stadium lot, that's, you know, where the stadium is. You don't have to cross the street to get... that. Those are the worst, too, because there's one way in and one way out. Yeah. You picture, they probably let, I don't know, 10,000 cars in there? That infrastructure was just... Terrible yeah. all around. Somewhere like eight to ten thousand cars. Yeah, one way in, one way out. And then they expanded it with the Patriot Place. Yeah, so and now there's a bunch of stores and restaurants. So, it's so like, pre-gaming <laughs> yeah. is even like a bigger deal because you can go yeah. to all these restaurants, or maybe you forgot something, mm-hmm. you run into like the Christmas tree shop or whatever. Pain in the ass yep. to get in out there. You know, I love my on-the-spot questions. I'll start with you, Duff. What was your favorite? Live sporting event you went to? 
I think the most memorable one I went to was actually a college football game going to Notre Dame Stadium. Oh, wow. I didn't know you went to oh, Notre that's Dame. that's cool. Yeah, yeah nice. USF played Notre Dame in like 2008, 2009, actually 2009. And so time-wise, no, that wasn't Manti Teo. He was much later. He was a couple of years later. Right? Yeah. I forget who was there with. With uh, Notre Dame, I don't think was they were Rudy that. still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the crowd was still chanting Rudy. It was really odd. <laughs> but the, one of the worst parts about it was it got delayed twice because of lightning. So oh, wow. we actually left the stadium uh, for a couple hours, and they're like, "Oh, game's back on." They let everybody back in, which was it was funky, but it was it was a long game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, USF ended up winning, so that was a cool memorable experience and actually the day before was the first time i ever went to wrigley so we actually oh, wow. stacked uh college football and and mlb baseball and back-to-back days so nice do side tangent here but do you, did you watch that manti teo thing on netflix i, I haven't no i've heard it was good did you i just you watched watch it recently yeah, yeah last couple of days really um but man like i remember the news story as it was happening but Hearing like what actually went Getting down, into the details, yeah, dude. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but it's a good watch. It's it's fucked up. It's and I heard up. he he comes off as a really a nice guy too, right? He didn't at the time though. Okay, because people thought he was like, I don't want to I don't want to say too much. People thought he kind of was involved in putting the like, act together and creating yeah, the yeah. fictitious girlfriend. If you remember yeah. the news story. Yeah. Um, but he was swindled, essentially. You know, those they call it catfishing, you know, where they're oh, yeah. yep. just somebody else completely pretending to be a different person. Yeah, there's a whole show on MTV about it. Joanna catfish. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? It's called Great, Catfish. Yeah. It's been, been on forever. <clears throat> well, I, I, don't, I don't watch it, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, I've watched a couple, and I would just sit there in awe, like, how could, how could people fall for yeah. this hook, like, in sinker? And well, I guess if you're in the right... Headspace, yeah. you know, if you're in that space where you're super lonely and you feel like there's no one else out there for you, then yeah, I can see that how that's um, taken advantage yeah. of. Right, but in Manti Teo's case, that wasn't him at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, he's from Hawaii and they have that kind of Samoa, you know, background, but he ended up like where she had been catfishing, she slash he had been catfishing other people that actually ended up knowing Manti Teo. Mm. And then, so he would, they would have mutual friends on whatever the social media was at the time, whether it was Facebook or MySpace or whatever. So when they were talking and Manti is asking his cousin, like, hey, it says we're mutual friends. Do you know who this person is? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've talked to him a few times. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, oh, okay, they're legit. No reason not to believe. Right. And then down the road, just, uh, you got to watch it, though. It's it's only a two-part series. I think they're each like about an hour. It's, It's interesting. It's entertaining, especially even if yeah. you know or, or think you recall a lot of the news stories. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch. I'm writing it down now, my homework assignment. There you go. <laughs> so, was it, um, Megan, what was your favorite sporting event? Oh. And you can't use the A-Rod uh, Veritech brawl. I can't use that one. Yeah. I like that so much. All right, you can use it. I'm just kidding. Was that your first date, too? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I... I liked going to Fenway, period, just because of the atmosphere at Fenway. Um, 
I I, don't know, I guess any any Fenway game during that season with yeah. Veritech and I was big. Fan that, of that was the 04 season, that was the, right? 04. So yeah. the, the breakthrough season. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. That and then um, yeah, as we saw so many great games, some no hitters. Yeah. Um, the infamous yeah, we saw, brawl. We saw two no hitters. We saw the Red, the Red Sox Yankees brawl yeah. game. <laughs> And I always wanted to go to a Red Sox Yankees game because I heard so much about it and went to the game, like yep. the biggest brawls. Yeah. But, you know, I think that was it because we were little, went to a bunch of Lions games and I wasn't really into football then. And um, I didn't really appreciate sports much until I got older. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say the Red Sox. Although I m- love watching Brady play. But. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's seeing two no hitters in the matter of like, in terms of baseball months, mm-hmm. taking the off season out of it, like it was like two no hitters in like four months. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> wow. Granted, one was at the end of one season and one was it's early like the in beginning, the other season. But but it was, and <clears throat> one of them being Lester was just. Oh, I was going to say who threw him? Lester well, and Buckles. Yeah. yeah. And Lester, you know, his story and everything. It was. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are both right. Sara Lee games too, right? Yeah, they were. <laughs> when I worked at Sara Lee, um, not many people knew that Sara Lee made the Fenway Franks. So um, we would get a big group of tickets once a year. And everybody got an opportunity to take some handful. And, uh, you know, some people, the salesmen would take customers. Mm-hmm. And then other people got to take family and friends. Well, it always ended up where we had extra tickets. And I was always like, I can fill those tickets. Yeah. <laughs> so I always had a bunch of people go. Anybody who wanted to go, I tried to <clears throat> be fair and ask people who I knew would enjoy the game or hadn't been and wanted to go. And we always had a large group. I remember we cheered. We had a, such a big group one time. And my sister was there. And she went down to the bathroom. And then on her way back, Larry got a chant going for Amanda. <laughs> like, Let's I'm sure go. she appreciated yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. She was thrilled. That was a chunk of us and a yeah. big group of people that weren't with us, too. Yeah, yeah. He got a bunch of people involved, and that was fun. Yeah. I think my favorite, you know, aside from the Red Sox-Yankees brawl, mm-hmm. is when we went to we went to the Chargers-Patriots game, which was <gasps> Ooh, the game after the Spygate Spy game, yeah. The Jets were week one. Mm-hmm. The Chargers were week two. And it was the first game after all that hit the hit the fan, and you just saw the Patriots were just going to throttle the NFL because they won oh, that. Yeah. That was like forty something. Uh, oh, they beat the yeah. living crap out of them. It was oh. great. <laughs> so we had I, good I seats for that game. That was one of my dad's connections. Yeah, yeah. We, we were like the ten yard line, maybe fifteen, twenty rows up. Uh-huh. Was that the Gillette. the eighteen and one season? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Week yeah. two of the 18-1 season, San Diego Chargers in New England. Yeah. I almost, that, that was a really good I, game just to see that explode yeah. the way it did. And, you know. Yeah, I saw them in Miami that year, too. Did you? Yeah. There's nothing like that team before, and I don't think there ever will yeah. be again. Yeah. It's too bad they didn't win the Super Bowl and finish know. it. Yeah. They, they started to peter off at the end there. But, yeah, they they, that first yeah. 12, 12 or 13 games, I mean, they were just yeah. – they were racking they were, up 40 or 50 points a game. They were facing like the other, with the exception of that Giants team that won the Super Bowl. No, I'm kidding. They were facing <laughs> the other, like like the Ravens yep. that yeah. year. <clears throat> Had a really good team. Yeah. I think they played the Ravens in the regular season and the 
postseason. Post yeah. yeah. But yeah, they were just getting everybody's best shot, you right. know, towards the end there. When you're undefeated, let's let's go let's go be the team that knocks yep. these guys off. Yep. You know, if you have any competitive spirit, which to make it to the NFL you have to, to to say that you were the guy that knocked off the undefeated team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all the motivation yep. you need. So yeah, they got everybody's best shot and unfortunately they played the Giants twice and you know, four weeks, five weeks, and the Giants figured it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that stunk. Pass rush up the middle. Brady does not do well with yeah. that, and that's exactly they exposed that. And I think that was a uh, let's call it a bugaboo. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard Larry say that. Have you, Megan? No. <laughs> but the face he did as he said it too. He actually he actually made a a shimmy. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's, my first Red Sox game, they lost 18 to nothing. So if you want to know the what? how oh, I started gosh. as possibly a Yankees fan, it was probably when I went when I was five or yeah. six and they lost to the Brewers 18 to nothing. That'll do it. Um, yeah, that's uh, yikes. But it was, it's still a cool experience. Of course. Going with my, going with my yeah. stepfather, my grandfather, my brothers to Fenway. That was my first ever game. And actually going back to that um, era, actually it was a little after that, so the other night um, in our neighborhood, there was a pizza joint that got, it burnt down before COVID. And it just it oh. took forever for them to get back open again. But it was well known in our area mm-hmm. of Odessa. So they had uh, kind of like a grand opening thing. And uh, sitting over in the corner, hanging out with his family was David Wells. So it was no way. cool to see him hanging out over there. Wow. But, That's awesome. When was this? Was that Tuesday, I think? Was he like Tuesday, Wednesday? I, possibly. I mean... Uh, you're you're in disbelief, Larry. Well, they, no, I, I, they started mentioning other people who may show up. Like, I guess there's a lot of either older athletes or even ones that are now. I heard Jameis Winston has a, a house right around the corner from us. So, um, so yeah, wow. see people every once in a while. I think Mike Evans was possibly buying a house up there. So Yeah. But, sounds like he's planning on sticking around for the remainder of his career. I mean, he's been here the whole time, so... You never know. You never know. Good point. Who's their quarterback right now? We talked about this. Yes. Nobody. Uh, Blaine, Nobody. Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert, yeah. And Trask. I think his name's oh, Trask is the only one under contract. That's right. Blaine yeah. Gabbert's not even under contract. And Tamp, Tampa's in a rough shape from a cap, salary cap because when Brady left the Patriots, he left a lot of dead salary cap just mm-hmm. because of rolling it forward, and that's what Tampa is, right? Tampa. Tampa, Tampa is. Tampa. Tampa. Tamper is right now. Where are you from? <laughs> why is why do people in New England like everybody uh, says they drop the R's, but nobody talks no. about how they add they ER add on yeah. a word that actually ends with the uh sound. Yeah. I always say that. I said New England is known for dropping R's when they're supposed to be there and adding them when they yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah, but nobody, you're the only one that nobody nobody gives that. That's why I'm unique. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you married. It's just <laughs> part of your charm. We'll get into all the falling stories in a little while. <laughs> Very clumsy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like uh, <laughs> like people call your wife Joanna. Oh yeah, yeah. Joanna. <laughs> my sister, my 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 own mother calls mm. her daughter occasionally Jessica. That was part of the reason, not your mom specifically, but where we lived was part of the reason why I was nervous to name Emma, Emma. So now when I call her, I go, Amber! Yeah, I was afraid of that, or I thought people would be, like, super lazy and just say M. 
Mm-hmm. Like her like I her do name's that too. four letters. What the hell? Yeah. I do it too. So look, I'm just you know A E. You know <laughs> that's what it's coming to. <laughs> How we're lazy getting, we're can all we getting be? lazier and lazier. We have a cat named Anna, and sometimes it's like, "What's up now?" <laughs> <laughs> she has no idea what I'm talking about. <clears throat> no. Well, we brought up your uh, clumsy stories. I don't know if we want to. Do you want again? I fall. I don't know. A lot. They're, they're your. I fall a lot. Do you I want realized know, this the other day. Do you want it's the world fine. to know how clumsy you are? It's totally Sober cool. Too, right? Yeah, totally, hundred yeah. percent. I'm not kidding. Like your sister has a really good one about was she riding a bike and fell she off? She of was it drunk? not sober for. But that. she was not sober. Yeah, she. She told me this story. So, my sister went to the same college I did, hung out at the same places I did, and my brother Mark did. And um, she called me. One Sunday morning, and was like, "Guess what I did?" So she's proud of it. Did she say in that voice? "Guess what I did?" Guess what I did. (laughs) She didn't pick up that southern twang. Um, So I proceeded to ask her what. She goes, "Well, I learned that riding a bicycle when you're under the influence in the dark of the night is a very bad idea." And I said, "What happens?" She goes. Rode my bike into the brick wall of the garage. Oh. <laughs> I was like, how do you not see that? I was drunk. <laughs> She's honest. <laughs> do you remember um, uh, she was, was she in college still, I think? I and we know. sent her like the uh, secret admirer letter. Yeah, she letter, was in college still. So. An anonymous secret admirer letter. Yeah. And we referenced like, you know, don't cr- ride any more bikes while you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Are you catfishing her? Yeah, kind yeah. Of. Before it was a Damn. thing. The only the only thing that kind of gave it away was the fact that like when I we mailed the letter, you can't postmark it. Yeah. Like I I think I took it with me to work and like maybe mailed it out of Boston or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we tried to not mail it from our actual house. We would take it yeah, and mail it, it was, somewhere it was, else. It's from yeah. Oxford or Webster at the time. She would figure it out right away. Yeah. But it. I don't think she actually figured it out. I think we caved and told her. No, she figured it out. Oh, she did? Okay. Yeah. But it took a while. Yeah, I don't know. A couple of letters, and she was freaking out. (laughs) So um, tell me about, so we all worked at Olympia, Uh and I used to bust Sheard's balls, and occasionally I would, like, bump into him when we were working together and, like, just bump him into one of those racks, the standing end racks, and, like, he would just knock the whole thing over. (laughs) And then being the jerk that I was would make him clean it up. Because uh, you're the manager. So <laughs> <laughs> me and Sheard have a love-hate relationship. Love you, Sheard. He hates me. No, yeah. um, just kidding. But, I have uh, a similar story. So you, yeah, tell me about this. Uh, well, you guys remember the story of me falling with the mini skateboard yeah. around Christmas. Right. Well, there was, um, it wasn't even an end cap. So it was the regular racks, which, you know, are typically holding clothes. And then on the end, you have you know, accessories or other crap. And they are hung, hanging with a, like a bar and just kind of connects right in there. It's flimsy if you hit it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Well, If you flick it up, it goes flying. Yeah. I don't know how I managed to do that, but I was just kind of like leaning on it and I was talking to my manager and I did something and it just fell off and I completely fell to the ground. Yep. I just... <laughs> 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 like, 
This was your version of Harry and Dumb and Dumber when he's <laughs> filling up the and he puts his hand on the side view mirror and falls down. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's this just like loose. links to the ground. Hold on, was this one of the, like the long ones yes. or was this one of the short hooks? No, it was a long, the long uh, rectangular ones. Okay, yeah, yeah you yeah. know that are the more sturdy. They're pretty heavy duty. Yeah. yeah. How no. did that come off? Because that probably wasn't in right. <laughs> yeah, it must not have been in right because I yeah I totally took it down with me. I'm surprised and actually like bonk myself on the head or anything but my manager and as nice as she was first laughed at me and then asked if i was okay was this in marlboro yeah marlboro where all the fun stuff happens to me <laughs> <laughs> all the damage i almost fell Sorry. off the ladders in the back room too how um well you know how the back room they all the shoes the shelves are like one after another and they had the rolling ladders right. attached well i was putting stuff away it was a shipment morning because i used usually work those and um i was using both ladders on both sides which is what oh, you're yeah. not supposed to do yeah. <laughs> one foot on one one foot on the yeah. other and i was taking shoes up so the, i don't know who it was but someone was handing me shoes and i was putting them on the shelf because it was on one of the higher shelves and because i'm particular about how things are put away i was putting them away and i almost lost my balance and almost <sighs> fell off on that too how often do we do that in like the men's aisle in auburn Oh, I you have one on one side, one on the other, and you're like straddling the aisle. Yeah, I would. I would People actually would just toss use up the shoes. I would just use. <laughs> yeah, the, that's what it was. I was straddling the. I would just use the thing. racks. I wouldn't even use the ladders. Oh, oh yeah, you're like, that's what Aaron would do too. You just climb up the. Floor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't need the the those uh, ladders. I did have a fear I that did. those were the shells would like teeter over and you know do the ripple effect of yeah. one hitting the other and you just, just can't collect. step in the middle. That's it. No, I was yeah. so scared. <laughs> Just stay on the side where they hook. Yeah. At my weights, no. no. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't that big then, but I was still, like, thicker, I guess we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Heavier than you guys were. So I was not climbing up yeah. those. I mean, I didn't go to the gym, but I think that's how I used to get a, a workout, was just mm -hmm. climbing up and down shelves yeah. all day. Yeah. So. That's why I hated working shoes, because you're going back and forth and climbing up and down. And I got tired of that. Did you ever come scared. in? I know you did, but did you ever come in the warehouse I worked at at Banner when we were selling no. tires? No. So they would we would put pallets, and they were like forty eight by forty eight pallets. They might have even been bigger than that, and they had metal bars that came up and then crossed in the middle, and that's where the tires would go. And we would stack four of those on top of each other. So if you needed a tire that was three high, technically you get in the a fork truck with the basket. You're supposed to connect yourself. Go up three high, grab the tires, put them on the basket, lower it to the ground. No. So when you're in a hurry, a lot of work. you climb to the third rack, grab, throw to the floor. Oh you have to throw it so that it falls on its side because a heavy tire, if you th throw it and it falls flat down, you bend that bead and that, you know, you mount the, the to the tire. wheel okay. too and you ruin the tire. So, <clears throat> yeah, we would do that a lot. And, uh, Especially that year, too, where I, I lost a lot of weight. I was all felt all light and climbing up racks. And there was one time I was going to the fourth rack, and I grabbed on to the pallet at the top, not realizing I wasn't looking. It was empty. And I, like, grabbed, and all of my weight, I started pulling it, and I'm pulling the rack down. I, I'm holding on this side, so I'm not going to fall. But if I don't let go, like, that thing's going to fall on me and take me down. Thanks. And that would have been an ugly situation. Yeah. 
I just barely caught myself to where that stopped and I didn't fall. All right, I need to do it the safe way from here on out. Yeah, you know what? Just I'm fork truck certified. Let's just go get the forklift. Now, I was a salesman that really shouldn't have been in the warehouse anyway. And in the place that I work at now, they don't even want the sales guys in the warehouse. But back then... You're a liability. Yeah, basically. But that's that's not how Banner was running the operation. It was, you know, you're the sales guy, the warehouse guy, the janitor... Everything I would even have to go out and deliver sometimes. Yeah, you guys didn't have many on your team. There were yeah, well, we were way short staffed. Oh, yeah, you know, way too short staffed. No, I mean, we probably needed a team like we have now at the place I work now, mm-hmm. and we had a quarter of that. Yeah, very small, <laughs> very small operation for yeah. the scale of business. Um, anyway, anything else stick out of, uh, I know you've, you've had a lot of instances. Falling. Yeah. I know. Fell on a patch of ice in Webster. I don't know if you remember that, but we were going out and, um, I started off, I think I started off driving and I wasn't comfortable with it. So we were going to switch and you went around the front of the car and I went around the back, but apparently the back was the worst place to go because I... Slipped and went feet in the air, landed on my back mm-hmm. in the middle of the road. There. I don't remember this. You don't? No. Well, Were we drinking that night? No, we had just left the house. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Our memories are shit. God. Oh, no. I think um, I remember falling when I was like 10 and spraining my wrist at a roller rink. And I fell down oh, the that's stairs an easy a lot. One. Yeah, the roller ring. Yeah, that was, was easy. One. I think I was trying to be fancy, and I rammed into somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had stairs in all our houses, and I fell downstairs, up the stairs. Um, yeah, my house in North Oxford. Yeah, I know you had never been in that <clears throat> before we moved to the where my mom lives now. Mm-hmm. So she's coming down the stairs holding Cody. Cody's probably, if I had to guess. I don't know, within two months old. Yeah. And I hear my mom coming down the stairs, and then we just hear... Yeah. And then a baby start crying. Oh, my God. (laughs) So my mom, probably the last six steps, lost, slipped, Mm -hmm. and went down on her butt, cradling Cody like a football. Wow. Uh, she was she was not doing well after that. Cody was fine. She protected him. Yeah. And she took the fall. But man, I, she, that woman's had back problems and leg problems ever since. I can imagine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if those are the direct, but she, she she's always had these weird aches and pains. And like, well. Did you ever have any big uh, wipeouts, Larry? Uh, not really. That I recall, anyway. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I, I haven't had anything knock on wood that's. Really caught me too too far by surprise. Yeah, I mean, I've I've slipped on ice in New England several times, but nothing to where it was like flat on your back. Yeah, like wow, yeah. things go flying in the air. Anything? I've just like slipped, kind of fell, caught myself on something, yeah. and <clears throat> I did walk into a glass door once. That was oh, shit. I didn't walk through it; just walked into it. Yeah, um, kudos to you for admitting that, that. That's embarrassing as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, it, it was I, like Michael Scott in the office. Yeah. <laughs> it had just been cleaned. <laughs> but the ice cream truck was here. Well, I think actually when Tony and May first moved down to Tampa, we were at a place um, and they had it. 
like a huge sliding glass mm-hmm. doors. Like it, it um, I guess when it's hot out, they would shut them all and you'd have the outdoor area separate. When it was nice out, you'd keep them open. Mm-hmm. And they were so free. And this wasn't the one I walked into. We were, we we're eating dinner and I watched three people walk into the door oh, no. and I'm like, just let it go. <laughs> just like, it, May's like, no, 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 you got to put it like they, I think they put like a sign in front of it. Like, you know, an advertisement <laughs> or a trash bucket or something like that, just yeah. to show that there was something there. I was like, I just wanted to watch that all night because it was like three people in 10 minutes walked right into the, yeah. the window. Oh Jesus. But, yeah, I did that once. <clears throat> I have but. two other bad ones that I remember. One was at the fraternity house that I hung out on a lot. They had these stairs, like everyone, if you wanted to like dance, you went down to the basement and um, their stairs were shitty. I called him the. Is death, this the house that the we went to? Stairs. Me and Duff yeah, went yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, you guys went okay. there. But Mark was like the president. Yeah, okay. that one. Before Mark was the president. Right. But, oh, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. I remember before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Oh, we went there before. Yeah. Oh. I don't think we stayed long when you guys came with me. No, Mark was annihilated. Oh, then yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but there's stairs. This is my senior year. Um, the stairs, I called them the death stairs because I had seen so many people fall down them. And I was always extra careful about going down the stairs, gripping the railing and everything. Well, almost made it all the way through college without falling down the stairs, except that one night the stairs were wet and I wore the wrong shoes and I slipped down five of them. I scraped up my arm. I was actually drew blood on that one. That was a bad one. And then, then like the day after Christmas here, I fell at the playground. Well, that was different. Was my foot caught, caught in a hole, and then I went down. But that one hurt a lot because I, I did something to my ankle, and I was in the middle of training for a 10K, so it kind of sidelined me for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that one hurt. I don't, that one, I think, it left a lasting mark because my ankle has not been the same since. When we did the podcast with Jesse, Jesse was telling stories about how when we were younger, he lived like on the same like neighborhood that I lived at, but he lived up a hill. Mm-hmm. And so we would ride our bikes down the hill, like as fast as we can yeah. and then skid out to stop yeah. before you got to main street. Yeah. So <clears throat> later on, this is after Jesse had moved. Um, it was like me, Johnny Mac. Mm-hmm. I, I forget who I was like Dave Porter, a couple other people We're riding our bikes. There's like when you went around 56 um, and before like, up 20, they were building something up off of 20, Route 20 in Auburn, Worcester, Oxford area, Massachusetts. So we go over to where they're building. They have these big sand piles. So we would t- ride, take our bikes up to oh, the yeah. top of the sand piles mm-hmm. and then do the same thing, try to ride down them. Yeah. So the angle, one of the times we were doing this, we did it a whole bunch of times. One of the times we were doing it, I went down a side that wasn't the side we had normally been going down. I went a different way. And we get down for whatever reason. It's almost like a front end loader had pushed that end Just a in. Cliff, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. So I got, yeah, exactly. I got to a point, and then it was like, oh, I'm not angling it was down a anymore. Ninety degree drop. It's just a drop, <laughs> oh, my and gosh. I'm already going down. Oh, so yeah, I'm not yeah. stopping. Oh no. So I'm trying to stop the bike, but it just keeps going, and I ended up like hitting the ground. And really, the worst of it, I have a couple scars still to this day on my yeah. knee. But like, went down, slammed the bike on my side, oh, scraped shit. my knee, slid. It's like, ugh. So if I for I haven't never lot just on my feet walking falling but stuff like that I yeah I've done a probably couple of have those. many of those bike skids and yeah. yeah 
feel like you're not a kid if you don't do a bike skid at least yeah. once in your life. Yep. Right. Right. Did you ever do it to the point you actually popped your tire? No. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A million times. Times. Yeah. No. I did scrape up my knees quite a bit because we used to, in Shrewsbury, the, our neighborhood was a hill. So we would, our end was the higher end and we would just race down to the other end. Cool. And, you know, let out, but big risk. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so at, at one point we all fell. And scraped up our knees. And then, of course, I tried rollerblading down it, which was a terrible <laughs> idea, too. That I stopped very quickly. <laughs> yeah, no thanks on the rollerblading. Yeah, no, let's get the crap Although out I of used me. to love rollerblading. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it, was, it, was, it would get really... You'd gain some speed doing that, and I didn't know how to stop. Uh, so I would just throw myself in the grass to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I just stopped doing it all together. Yeah. Uh, we had one. Uh, so, yeah, in college, I still had rollerblades. It's, it's sad to um, admit, but um, I think some, I had some real good yeah, confessions. Yeah, yeah really. I know. Really bad. <laughs> so what Justin Bose actually had a longboard. Oh. So we were coming back one day from the other side of campus and there must have been like a like a mosquito type. Uh, it was a plane that flew over that dropped like in insecticide or something like that mm-hmm. so we're we're just going back to the dorms and this dropped and we're both kind of going full speed and it gets in your eye and neither of us can see oh and this geez. don't forget this is 2001 when we were freshmen right after 9 yeah. 11 we're just going what the, f- what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, yeah, but we can't see oh shit as we're going full speed like on oh the longboard no. rollerblades and it was just it's pretty freaking scary we're calling like this campus police like what the hell was that and just so. playing for mosquitoes yeah that's probably what it was but oh my gosh <laughs> How, did that like burn like it, it, yeah you had to keep blinking it out for a no while crap. like yeah but <laughs> that's what gonna did, help your vision Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what did what did young duff want to be when he grew up <laughs> Um, I mean, I was I was big into sports, but I like I liked all different types of sports. So I never isolated to one and got really good. I just like playing a bunch of different sports. So I we had a basketball hoop in our driveway. I'd be out there for hours, just you know, just shooting hoops there. My neighbors were probably so annoyed with me because I would throw the ball as hard as I could off of the garage. So it'd be like a, a pass back a pass to me, to and then I'd start shooting it, and like so, they'd probably just hear the garage door getting slammed smash, all the time. Smash. And then um, I, I also liked playing street hockey, so they had the mm-hmm. the really hard um, orange Mylek street hockey balls, yeah. and I would just be taking slap shots again against the garage. And so yeah, that's probably all my neighbors heard growing up was just <laughs> me beating the shit out of the garage. <laughs> so you wanted to be an athlete on in some capacity. Yeah. And, and when that, when you realize, okay, that's probably out of the <laughs> then then where'd you go? Uh, I I never really had anything like that. You I really wanted to be like, famous. I no, want to do this. I not, not be famous, but just I want to do this with it, my life. Honestly, no straight I, career path. I'm I'm pretty boring. I just kind of knew I was good at numbers, and I was like, I'm just gonna get in the finance. And um, that's kind of when sports went downhill. Is when I just started working. I mean, I was playing golf my junior year in high school i was shooting you know low 80s a lot um and then i started working and just wasn't able to devote the time to it anymore so no aspirations ever to be a pro golfer or do you just think it's not gonna happen no i kind of knew it wasn't gonna happen i mean <laughs> when, <laughs> when i was a junior in high school i was probably still like five five like 120 pounds soaking wet so That's i'm like fair. 
You're so. naturally gifted, like guitar and musician. No. I like just kind of messing around with things for a little while and then kind of moving on to something else. And, you know, that's that's how I just kind of keep busy. Just keep picking up new stuff. And I have a but, new, a brand new keyboard, keyboard being delivered today. Okay. Hey, Joanna, send it to you. Do you really? Yeah. Shut up. Did we have one, of, one. I, we have Emma's that she it's bangs around with with thing. her friends. I got one that I will want to learn on. Okay. All right, we'll have to learn. We'll have to learn at the same right. time. That goes yes. with. I've always wanted to learn how to play piano, so I guess okay. I have to yeah. learn too. We can both learn. Well, we have two now. <laughs> I did buy a new guitar this new year, so if you do ever want the electric, I have a second electric hanging around. If you ever want to mess around with that, I just I feel like my fingers weren't made to play guitar. Yeah. I can't like like I've watched people play and it's all this shit. I can't do all that. It hurts just doing this oh, right yeah. now. Yep. You probably have to condition your hands for a while to be comfortable at something. They get like callous, that. yeah, but yeah. mine aren't even that. I don't play enough to really callous them over. Okay. But what about you? Me? As a, no, as a kid. like I, I can tell you right now <laughs> the funny story that my, I don't know if it was my, both of my parents tell the story or just my dad. I know my father used to love telling the story, but. When I was younger, like talking four, five, six, I wanted to be a cop. So every year for Halloween, that's what I wanted. So one of the years, they bought me a, a police officer Halloween costume. And, you know, they were doing whatever. They let us go out and play. It was kind of a different time than now. And we lived on off of Stafford Street in Worcester, which is, it's a two-lane road, but can be pretty busy at times. So there... The, <laughs> There's a, a traffic issue going on because there was a five-year-old boy, me, <laughs> directing traffic awesome. for no reason in my police outfit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. My, oh, from fine. most of uh, the time my dad would tell stories about me when I was a kid, that story would be there. Um, <laughs> I never heard that one. That's good. Uh, yeah, out directing traffic. <laughs> and people are doing 45 down that damn oh, road, yeah. too. Oh, they, they yeah. Go, they go flying. I, I'm, it's, I didn't get hit, fortunately. I'm still here. Yeah, that's crazy. But I definitely wanted to be a police officer like younger me. As I grew up, you know, got into sports and got really good for a while at baseball before I started, like, you know, shifting away from just focusing on athletics and got into girls and then got a job and, oh, money yeah. and, oh, now I can go out to eat and, oh, ooh, beer. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to be, you know, essentially the center field for the Red Sox. But you start learning once you are in the age of reason that mm -hmm. these things are kind of not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, after that, I never really had any sort of, like, I, I wanted to be on the radio. I loved sports talk radio. I listened to it, you know, when I wasn't listening to music on, you know, in car rides to school, coming home. Um, went to broadcasting school essentially for that. But then, you know, we're getting married, buying a house. Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, well, I can't work overnight shift for minimum wage and sustain. Yeah. So that was just kind of the end of that. Um, and then, you know, I was grown up at that point, so... It's hard to have 
dreams at that point of I would love to be able to, I mean, to be honest with you, my dream then and still is, like, uh, I don't want to, whatever I'm doing, I don't want to be in a position where it's a paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, we've, we're, we're, we're finally not in that position, you know, and I don't think we ever will have to be again, fortunately, but... I'd also, you know, like the ability to generate my own income without having to work yeah. for somebody else, you know, trading a time or a commission for money, you know. Yeah, you used to always have those ideas, and you yeah. probably still do. So, like, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, when you get yourself in a good position, yeah. it's like I can't change that now and try to potentially fail and ruin what we've built yeah. now, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, honestly, like uh, the having to... Being able to be self-sustainable and generate my own income and things like that, it's still kind of a dream that, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. I, I have a great job now that I really like, you know, but yeah. ideally. There's something about being your own boss, especially if you have that mindset. Yeah. Um, I know I don't. I I'm, know I'm more like, hey, I'll, just, I'll fall in line. I'll be one of your best employees, mm-hmm. but... You ask me to to make all the decisions and and run things and and kind of just jump off a, a ledge without knowing if you you know if you got a parachute or not. Right. You know that I don't have that in my in my brain. But. Nope. I do. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Let's just work this up to like you know hundred thousand followers, hundred thousand listeners, and then this is our full time job. That sounds good. I was just planning on winning Powerball, so. Yeah. I mean, you might as well just go out there and hold the pole <laughs> yeah, and get struck by lightning. <laughs> a better chance of that. I mean, now, granted, you, you're you never going to win if you don't play. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not relying on that. No. It's not my retirement plan. <laughs> yeah, it's not my retirement plan. <laughs> it's high on the list, but no, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> what about, what about Megan? Well, when I was really little, I wanted to be a princess and then a ballerina. That hasn't changed. What else? <laughs> Then I got more realistic <laughs> <laughs> since that wasn't happening. Um, a, a veterinarian. I started off really, it was really into animals. And I was like, I want to be a veterinarian. Then I took anatomy class. Is that in high school? In high school, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And the big project in that class is dissecting a cat. So I was like, yep, can't a do this. A fucking cat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miss Herbert? Yes. <laughs> Well, she was awesome. She didn't. I mean, like, she found deceased cats, and part of the assignment was to figure out how they died. I couldn't. I could not do it. I had a good lab partner who could do most of it for me because I could. I just couldn't do it. So that's when I realized. Okay, (laughs) obviously, veterinarians out the window. What happened to dissecting frogs? We did frogs we did first. Fucking cats. We did an earthworm. I think earthworm Frog, frog cat cat. But it was only like it was only a small amount of the high school that was able to do that. Yes, it was just this one anatomy class. Like if you did biology, <laughs> you did you did the frogs and the earthworm so that but they never did the cat. The cat was anatomy class. And that was your your a senior class. Megan, do you remember what she did with the cats after? I remember if if someone found babies in their cat then she put them in a jar. But I, I don't know. remember what happened after we were done with them. You know, if you skinned your cat well, oh, yeah. she would she hang it on the back. She, she would hang it on the back wall. Yeah, she did. She was an oddball. 
She was a good teacher, though. She was funny. Yeah. She was fu- she was funny. She kept the ca- oh, class yeah, engaged. Hilarious. <laughs> she was just a little, you know, off the beaten path type. <laughs> Let's cut open a dead cat. Now, when you're done with it, skin it. And if you do a good job, I'm going to hang it on the fucking wall. Well, at least she didn't scream Jesus. at us for no apparent Psychopath. reason. Yeah. There were other teachers who just go <laughs> off the rocker and scream at you for no reason. So I know who you're talking about with yep. that one. <laughs> we well, also had an old, did you ever have Miss Lawson, the old yep. English lady? She used so, to teach on top of the yeah. the ledges oh, and stuff. Yeah. She, she, but she was funny as shit. It was one day, like I think it was in calculus, and it made no sense that she did this. She had a couple different types of chemicals in her just in her um, classroom. And she kind of taught us how fireworks work because she just walked around with a blowtorch <laughs> lighting chemicals on fire, yes, just going, did. this is how they get the yellows. This is how they get the greens. <laughs> well, that sounds pretty cool. Shocked she didn't get kicked out. <laughs> and my favorite part is she is standing on top of like the sinks and the countertops. Yeah. And she's holding the blowtorch, no lie, like a foot away from her like she's hair. standing yeah. on the countertop? Yeah, that's what she yeah. would do. She With would, like, a blowtorch? Yes. Yeah, she'd always teach on top of like ledges well, and countertops. Well, she was also like four foot six. Yeah, she was, like, she so. was small. I'm a small person. Okay. But she oh, she God. was crazy. She was, she was a fun kind of crazy. She was too, yeah. Oh, but so yeah, so she's holding the blowtorch next to her head. And she yeah. was like, oh, this is a little close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God help this woman's Very husband. risky. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that class turned me off. I so I always thought I'd still be a science major of some sort, and I went into college doing um, science courses, and I quickly realized I was good at math, science, like physics and chemistry, and not good at life science. Mm. And I was like, okay, I need to do something with numbers. But I didn't want to teach math because I didn't know what else I could do with that. So I um, I kind of stumbled into accounting. Just because I was with numbers and I wanted something that had stability to it. You stumbled into accounting too, but when we met and when you talked about like what your aspirations were and things like that, you were, at the time anyway, really interested in like forensic accounting, like FBI accounting. Like that's, that seems super interesting. That was really interesting. We had um, <coughs> my main accounting professor, he was very into, um, telling people what all the avenues were of accounting and we had someone a professor come down from wvu one class and tell us about forensic accounting and i was i found it so interesting and he was like you know this is how all those big name people get caught and go to jail they go to jail for tax evasion and money laundering and things like that and it's through this forensic accounting avenue is where they get found and i tried to go down that path i remember after college, I applied to the FBI and stuff, but it, nothing ever came of it. So I just kept going down the general accounting path. That's I, I like it. So yeah, and I actually like that too. Putting together the puzzle, mm-hmm. I didn't really get. I wasn't much on the accounting side. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, you know, working in banking, um, when you when somebody comes in kind of off the street, like that doesn't have a relationship with somebody within the bank, um, and asking for a loan. Um, a lot, you just have to be skeptical with that sometimes. Yeah. You know, because if you don't have, whatever, if you don't have a banker, you know, like, typically there's a reason you don't. Mm-hmm. So that that was one thing I always found interesting. And I always called it like forensic accounting. I'd look mm-hmm. at their financials. Yeah. I'd look at the names of their businesses. I'd look at if they, you know, they pay their real estate taxes, you know, what sort of filings are out there. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing in Florida, Florida, everything you can find online, it's, it's nuts, the public information you can mm-hmm. find. Yeah. So I would almost piece together a story 
if I started to feel a little skeptical about, you know, somebody's walking in looking for a loan and then you, it's, it's just interesting because we don't pull the credit bureau until kind of later in the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but just trying to p- put together yeah. that story. Like, yeah, I know you, I know you did this. I know you did this. Yeah. I know you got foreclosed on four years ago. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you didn't have a bankruptcy, but I can see all this other stuff going on behind the scenes. And, you know, so you, it, it's really just, you know, and also seeing how they react to some of the questions you ask mm-hmm. or the way they answer them. And so, I, I always found that interesting was piecing together a puzzle behind the scenes yeah. and then right. almost going like, all right, was I close or was I, mm-hmm. <laughs> was I completely wrong about this yeah. person? That so. um, auditing is somewhat similar to that to on a smaller scale, but you get to go to all these different companies and look at their financials. And the only thing about auditing was that I didn't want to work for a CPA firm because <clears throat> I knew it was very demanding and it would require travel and stuff and my dad traveled as a child and he was not around for a lot of things he was constantly on the road given what his job was so I was I I knew immediately I didn't want to go down a path like that I was like I want to be somewhere where I'm stable I'm not on the road all the time I'm just going from back and forth from my one location every day Mm. so that's kind of also what turned me off of going down the forensic path because it's hard to get into the FBI too I wasn't real keen on traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something more stable, but still in the accounting realm. And I wanted to do a little bit of everything. I didn't want to get pigeonholed into one thing. Right. Yeah. There was a time for me where I actually wanted to get into um, insurance adjusting. And you had mentioned that a future podcast guest does that. And I was like, <clears throat> you know, that's something that I was very much like, that would be a cool thing. But... The reason I didn't go down that path is basically what you just described is yeah. like you're on the road all the time. You're going, if there's a hurricane somewhere, major tornado somewhere, yeah. earthquake somewhere, you now have to fly there and you're there for weeks on end just looking at everybody's like misery. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I could. It seemed like a cool thing, but then it's like you, you dig into it and it's like, yeah, man. Everybody you deal with, they just lost everything. Mm-hmm. And now you have to help decide whether it's getting paid for or not. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, that <laughs> po- that podcast guest, uh, it's one of my uncles who um, he actually, anytime there's a hurricane coming, he's like, did you do this? Did you? He's always checking up on us. Mm. Well, that's nice. You know, so he's like, yeah, you know, and he's got tips. I'll, le- I'll let that, you know, be for the podcast, but the right. tips he has for hurricanes uh, of preparing yourself for them and what you should be doing. And, mm-hmm. um, just pretty interesting that, you know, cause he sees it on the, like you said, he sees it on the back end. Mm-hmm. He sees the mistakes people have or the lack of preparation. Mm-hmm. So, and being in Florida, you always have to have a contingency plan. So yeah. Yeah. Insurance, uh, that'd be a boring career anyway. So I'm, I dodged a bullet there. <laughs> Anyway, let's touch on, so Megan and I went to uh, Blue Band Group. We took Emma. The first time we took Emma was in Universal. Their show was a little different there. Than a, it was similar to like, what we remember from Boston. Yeah. But they had... They do different things where they, they have what they were called tubes. Yes. They have what are called, um, I was going to say balls, but that's not what it was called. <laughs> um, <laughs> Blue balls group? Spheres. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Whatever it is, you're not going to say it, right? So. But they have different point is in their normal locations, like Universal, like the Charles, Charles Playhouse in Boston, yeah. they have normal shows, but they rotate out what they are. 
Yeah, um, but there's some things they always have the same. Like in the Charles, they always have the toilet paper thing at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. They did that at Universal as well. No, I thought they had that. They did the toilet um, paper thing first, and oh, then they had right. the enormous balls <laughs> from the roof. <laughs> Sorry. So they, they were, they're, they're like big balloons that yeah. fall down. And, they scared the crap out of Emma the, when we saw it, and she was like, I don't know, five or six. She was all good until that point, yeah. and then she lost her mind. You picture, as a, as a five or six-year-old, the entire roof of the theater you're in are like these four-foot-in-diameter spheres. spheres. Like beach balls. Slowly beach falling balls. down towards you. Yeah. She freaked out. She was not happy about that. Even though once they got to her, it was just like with one finger, you could push it up. Yeah. yeah and they were like giant balloons or beach yeah. balls or whatever. But she was excited to go this time. Um, well, did you guys have to leave the show? Or was that towards the end of that? That was at the very end. That okay. was at the All end, right, so yeah. Just, we she stuck it out. She had like, she crouched like under the seat sort of and just, <laughs> you yeah. Let us protect her until it was over. Um, But yeah, there was none of that this time. She had a great time. She loved it. She was dancing, laughing. You know, the Blue Man Group's a lot of music. Drums, guitar. Love it. How how long is the show? Usually about 90 minutes. Yeah. This one they said was 90 minutes. Does it it get old after it? Or is it it good start to finish? This, I don't remember... Um, seeing any of this stuff before, okay. so it seemed like almost an entirely different show. There were a few well, the, the minor played things music, that were and, so you have the music, which is the mainstay. Yeah. The whole point of the Blue Man Group is it's like they're an alien band, yeah, but they don't understand our communication so much. Mm-hmm. So like they'll do something, and then in between each as their songs, they do skits. The audience will react to something they do, and all three of them will like motion to the crowd like. So why'd they do that? And so then they'll do it again to try to get see how they react this time. Yeah. And they'll do it a little different. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of nonverbal communication yeah. because they don't talk. But I mean the the throwing the The gumball thing. Gumball was, thing that was the gumballs and the marshmallows. Every show. Yeah, that yeah. that was the standard. But the the instruments they used to make their music were different. In the Charles Playhouse they, they get an audience member and they put him in this like white smock thing and hang them upside down and paint them and then slap them into uh canvas they didn't do that here okay <laughs> spike him off of the yeah canvas. they just like take several times yeah. it's always a dude <laughs> but um yeah they spike them off emma the so badly wanted to be called up on stage for she any did. of the she was like raising her hand mm-hmm. and jumping every time they were looking for vol- like people from the crowd but most of what they do is like one of the things they did was they picked an older lady and an older woman and they were like giving each other Valentine's Day gifts and then handcuffed them together. Okay. So I don't think Emma being handcuffed to like an older man would have been comfortable no. for her, mm. which is why they didn't they pick, didn't pick yeah. her. But yeah. they also were you guys really around. up close? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, we were close enough. We didn't we weren't in the poncho range. Yeah. No. We didn't have to worry about paint being cuz they, they did the paint on the barrels yeah. too and um but you didn't have to worry have about that. Have you seen that. the Blue Man Group show? I have not. Never. Oh, you gotta see it at least once. It's, it's <laughs> on, the yeah. disappointment. That is. I yeah. did see Cirque du Soleil with Listen, Joanna, and I. No, what, I, I, I I wasn't a huge. It's fan. like it's comical music thing, yeah, you know. Not, you'd probably appreciate the musical aspect of it more than a lot it's of more people do. Rock. If based. I were you, that would be a cool little birthday or or Valentine's Day or whatever gift, or just I fucked up here. 
Gonna... So book uh, uh, get one of those every day. A night or two in Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Book a night or two in Orlando. Do a couple breweries. Go to Universal and see the see Blue the Man show. Group. Okay. Do it. Yeah. It's totally worth seeing it once. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It's funny. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. We've anyway. done it with a couple of friends up in Boston. Yeah, we took Jess and Keith. We took Mark and Bree. Mm-hmm. We took, um, I think we went with LaRose at least once. Um, I think so. So I mean, we've probably seen the Blue Man Group like seven, eight times. But okay. I, right. I love it. Yeah. And but I like their show. That's does. a pretty big endorsement to, yeah. to go that much and still want to go back. You know, yeah. Too. I enjoy they, it. Their music is more rock based, but then the tools they use to make music as well is really interesting and it sounds it sounds fun. Cool. Brian Regan's going to be at that uh, M- M- Mahaffey. Mahaffey. Cool. Um, that's where we saw Burr, right? Yeah, that's yeah. where we saw Bill Burr <laughs> the first time. In, yeah. Boo Isis. <laughs> I looked at, um, let me ask you something. I don't know if you know the answer to this or not, but they have a few seats in the lower section that were still available for Regan, but they all have um, like the handicapped chairs on them. So are we allowed to buy those? I, I don't know. Maybe they hold on to them for a while, and then if they're not sold, they I was able to them. buy them, but okay. I don't have a wheelchair or a need for All them. Right. We actually went to a Bucks patriots preseason game. Joanna got me tickets as a gift. It actually was the handicap row. <laughs> we really? were kind of in the handicap section, so um, I guess you can. But I don't know, I don't know. the rules. That's a good, that's a good <clears throat> question. Yeah, I guess we'll, uh, we'll call and ask. Yeah, there you go. Because the tickets just went on sale, I think, Friday, but I didn't know about it until yesterday. So I was looking yesterday, and all of the floors pretty much sold. Gotcha. So it's like, okay, well, we're back in the balcony, like, further than we were for Burr. Mm-hmm. So what have you been uh, – that's what we did this week. Nothing uh, exciting. Blue Man Group. I mean, it <laughs> was if, fun. I'm yeah, kidding. No. It was fun. But it was Don't play it. a terrible way to segue into, what did you do this weekend, <laughs> Duff? Uh, mine wasn't too, too, too crazy, but uh, it was another – "Quote unquote surprise party," oh, which God. I'm kind of getting sick of these. I don't know. Are you guys done with surprise parties or no? Is it just me? Am I just becoming a Scrooge? No. If 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 somebody were to throw me a surprise party, I'd be like, I, I'm old for too old for this. So uh, Austin, one of our one of our our favorite bartender at the place we usually go brew, uh, was turning thirty. So. Um, the owner of the bar, who he's worked with for a while, tried to set up something at the bar. He's not the greatest of planners. So this was happening on Friday. As of Wednesday, nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew what the plan was. We just knew it was Friday night sometime. So um, we get a text, and we're on a few different uh, – I'm on a golf text chain, and I'm on a brew crew text chain. A lot of people don't to uh, St. Augustine. So on the Brew Crew text chain, Bethany outlines the plans. You know, hey, you got to show up between 7, 7.15, park in the back parking lot, assemble in the back kind of area, you know, and then we're going to tell Austin that he needs to go grab something from the back closet, you know, and the owner of the bar was having him on schedule that night, so he was going to be working, and then he was going to, you know, surprise, and then, hey, dude, take off from work, now you can just hang out. Well, Bethany's text on the text chain, Austin was a part of it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, oh, my gosh. So Austin is usually, he works a lot. And he also, like most other people on that text chain are 40, a little over 40. So he gets annoyed with all the stupid comments we do. So you can tell he ignores them. So I'm like, quick, 
everybody just send a bunch of texts so he just gets, you know, he just beats the conversation. Mm -hmm. So we start doing that and don't think anything of it because he doesn't reply to that text chain. So then another text chain uh, is going on because a lot of them are homebrewers. So there's like five or six on this text chain that's separate. One of them is Austin's dad who brews beer. Mm -hmm. And um, he sends a text to the text chain, says, hey, I know it's last minute, but everybody's welcome. Tomorrow night we're doing something for Austin at Brew. <laughs> and Austin's on the text chain, too. And he goes, hey, Pops, don't think I was supposed to be on this one. Oh, no. <laughs> so the whole surprise thing was ruined twice. Um, but, yeah, that's, I don't know. It's It just seems to be a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? Like, and do you really get the pop out of it you want? Like, I it don't know. It depends on the person. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on the person. I could see that. I mean, I, I would almost like have like have surprise guests there. I think is the better thing, the easier yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, all right, oh, I didn't know this person was showing up or this person flew down. Like, mm -hmm. but yeah. to try to get 40, 50 people, all the under wraps and, and planning mm -hmm. it out and getting there on time. And, you know, it just... I don't know, it never seems like it works out too well. But I like sure. that idea, though. Surprise guests surprise instead people. of it being totally a surprise. Hey, we're doing yet. something. It's going to be small. It's just going to be us. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. exactly. But then a bunch and then if it's bigger, then it, yeah. there you go. Because yeah. it's hard to, enough to corral people yeah. at the same time without saying someone's slipping up somewhere, yeah. you know? So, yeah, yeah. He, go, he goes to the – we're still in the back room. Like, why are we – why are we still doing this? <laughs> and he comes in and I'm like, surprise? Like, maybe question mark. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> so, but no, it was a good night. We had a, it was a great time. Good turnout. And, um, so, but yeah, was, uh, that was a surprise party on Friday night. And then that leads into, um, there was a chili cook-off for charity. So feeding Tampa Bay. And, uh, I think this was the third year they did it. So brew hosts it. You get about 15, 20 people cooking their own versions of chili. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can uh, donate to them. And that's the way they used to calculate was who had the most donations. But if somebody just had some rich friends, they were going to win the chili cook-off. Or in the, what they did this year was they grabbed, like, wooden tokens. So donate as much as you want. There's a separate prize for who gets the most donations. Mm -hmm. But the most tokens would be for the prize chili. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we had a few friends. Andy was actually one of the contestants in it. He, nice. he participated. Um, uh, future podcast, Jason, he also participated. Uh, so, yeah, it was um, uh, a good turnout. Good. Uh, they ended up raising, like, I don't know, two grand, and then somebody else was going to match whatever was raised. So four Sweet. grand for, like, a small event. That's okay. Third annual one. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I got a chance to try a few chilies. I, I didn't types of it i didn't really go crazy with it i guess in talking to larry before uh, the show you are a big fan of chili so Love what what really chili do you have do you have a good recipe or what do you kind of my mother my whole childhood and, and until we moved to florida really she she would make different chilies periodically i like so for me the key to a really good chili is it's very low or no beans Okay. That's important to me. I'm not a huge texture guy with those things, and the taste doesn't really add anything for me. But I like a lot of meats in it, like hamburgs, sausages, mm -hmm. pepperonis. Um, my mom would have steak pepperonis. chunks. Wow. Oh, okay. yeah. 
diced up, you know. Um, <clears throat> like uh, <laughs> uh, Brian Baumgartner, who played Kevin, you know, undercooked the onions a little yeah, bit, yeah. you know. <laughs> there, there's a lot of... And that's what my mom oh, yeah. would do. She would put them in raw and not, you know... It was so good. It yeah. was so good. And then I wanted to... I wanted to really be hot, but I don't. I don't want it to be. This is I can't eat it hot, like it's yeah. making my tongue go numb. But it needs to toe that line. It needs to be really, really hot, but not uncomfortably hot. Yeah, lots of meat, thick. That, that's nice. that's how okay. I like my chili. Do you like chili that can be put on a hot dog? That's a different kind of chili. Okay. Though. If we're talking about like chili dogs. It needs to be again. It's no beans. No beans. <laughs> yeah. And then you know how Coney Island did it, where it's it's basically like just destroyed Hamburg. That's so yeah, yeah. tiny. That's yeah. how I like that chili to come gotcha. out. Onions and stuff too is all good, but you know, and a good spice to it. You know, I don't want yeah. bland chili. I've bought the uh, the canned chili at the store and made it. You know, even the one that say no beans, and then you try them, and it's like this tastes like it looks. Yeah. You know. And out of, out good, of a can, yeah. Good seasoned, you know, and you got to have all the chili peppers, or the, the chili powder, and all the different yeah. seasonings. It's got to taste like a chili. Gotcha. So. Yeah. No, we, it was a really, it was funny. We, we kind of hung around a, a few of our closest friends. Um, one was a two time winning champ, Drew. He was a, um, so he was in the middle. Uh, Andy was the first one we tried, and then Jason was the next one. And Joanna tries Andy's and goes, she's, it, her tongue's on fire. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't much to it. Really? So Does then she I not tried, do heat? She like doesn't do heat oh, well. Okay. So then I tried Drew's and Jason's, and Jason's actually had ghost peppers in it. Oh, shoot. And they, I thought it was really good. And I'm like, if, you, if you're worried about Andy's up front. Like, don't try that yeah. one. <laughs> don't go down the line. She probably uh, wouldn't have been a fan of my mom's either then. My mom would cook in the crock pot for, you know, started the day before. Mm-hmm. It always smelled so good. Oh, yeah. It was just delicious. And it would just, you know, the meat would be, uh, by the end of it, every ch- bit of meat you got eating it, yeah. it would be so tender and soft and, and just broken down. It, oh, so good. So it was good. a controversial. One of the contestants put corn in their ch- chili. You ever seen that? I've heard of it. I, I haven't tried any myself. I mean, chili is, you can put whatever you yeah. want in it that works. I mean, I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be upset with it. it. It wouldn't be my favorite thing to have in chili. Yep. Andy you put, can put peas in it and shit, too. But yeah, it, I wouldn't do that, man. No. Uh, that that just takes away from it for me. But I gave, I gave Andy a package of the, um, the ground-up hog. There you go. Yeah, so he was telling everybody it was a petting zoo animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured uh, some inside jokes would, would appreciate that. Sure, <laughs> how they were, the few know. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing the shirt today. Yeah, and I'm wearing <laughs> the the shirt that Ben and Ashley Matthews got me. It says Duff Hunt, but it's yep. the NES cartridge of Duck Hunt. You'll have to see the picture. <laughs> yep, check out the picture. And but yeah, was, going back uh, to last week's episode too. So I posted about all the comedy stuff. Like, I posted the episode up. Mm-hmm. And then I added, like, later in the day, I'm like, oh, what if I added some of the pictures for context? Yeah. But it was well past after probably anybody who was going to see it 
was going to see it. So I added a whole bunch of pictures. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that or not. But I added like a picture of Dave Coulier at the at the Mount Vernon Hotel. It's pictures of him when we were booked him, Gilbert Godfrey, Lenny. So nice. Got a visual element to this as yeah, well. Yeah, because it was like all these stories that, you know, almost sound like they could be made up. I was like, I, I should yeah. add some context to this. It's proof. Yeah, it's like it's this actually happened. I have the, the one picture with Gilbert Gottfried, and it was like, because my, all my family happened to be in town. They all, that. yeah, they all and came they were, in. So it's a one big group show. picture, and then Jesse also photobombing it. Okay. <laughs> Jesse's, Jesse's my family. Yeah. You know, but Cody, it was just, Cody just couldn't funny. be there. It's all the Neodowskis and then Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> yeah, but if Cody was there, he would have been in that picture. Well, that's true. If Jess or Becky would have been there. Yeah. Becky went to the second Gilbert, Gilbert show. She was uh, the okay. first one. Okay. I think Whatever. I took a picture with Lonnie Clark. I was pregnant. You've, I actually was scrolling through. There's several. We got a couple pictures of me and you with Lenny, just you with Lenny. I mean, yeah. we, we worked with Lenny a million times. Well, no, that's soon to come more visual elements. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so we'll, lots of pictures. Point that. being, if you look at the uh, picture for this episode, you'll know what yeah. we're talking about, about the shirts. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, that's kind of a, a good place to wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again, Meg. You're welcome. Yeah, we'll have to do this again quite soon. Quite soon. See you, everyone.